It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, you know, trying to sift through all of these results that we've gotten so far uh, from kids who are running three cones at midnight Eastern. <laughs> Uh, and trying to figure out, what, you know, how some, using a sundial to time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, feeling <laughs> figure out like you know how this may be affecting some of these guys. I mean, uh, you know, some of these test results, it, it seems like it, they don't make sense with each other, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's been odd. So we're gonna kind of sort through some of it and try <clears throat> to you know figure this out a little bit. Yeah. So on Thursday night was the first prime time event of the NFL scouting combine. Gotta say, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm used to the, I like the Saturday, Sunday morning aspect of it. Um, but it seems like it did have a little effect on the players. I, I know, I think it was Jalen Rager tweeted out a picture of his schedule uh, on Thursday and he had a meeting, I think it was at 525 in the morning. And then he didn't do his three cone and shuttle drills until almost midnight Eastern time. So that is a long, long day for the prospects, and I'm wondering how that's going to affect them, uh, You know how that's going to affect some of their times. It's just something to, to keep an eye on. Um, let's go ahead and talk about some of the biggest winners and losers um, from yesterday. And I think we have to start with Denzel Mims, right? Is there, is there anybody that was a bigger winner than Denzel Mims? Uh, he had a monster day, uh, not only just on the field with the, the, the testing drills, but also uh, with the you know the drills that they the football drills yeah, they actually do, yeah. um, six foot three, two oh seven, thirty four inch arms, four three eight in the forty, thirty eight and a half inch vertical, one thirty one in the broad, all great numbers. But the most impressive yeah. number is the six 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 three cone, which is absolutely incredible. And then he goes and runs a twenty yard shuttle of four four three, which puts him in the one th- or the one percentile for shuttle drill. So. Explain to me, Landon, Denzel Mims's day and how you could have a 99 percentile three cone and a one percentile. I, I don't have any idea. Like it's 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 totally mind boggling. I mean, I mean, you know, the funny thing about it is that you see these guys who, you know, there's obviously normally you're used to seeing a little bit of correlation between those two numbers, right? Like I mean, because yeah, it's absolutely. it's similar type skill set used to to kind of you know get those numbers. Uh, so, you know, but there's so, sometimes there's some discrepancy and, 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 you know, sometimes you see, okay, well, he, ha- he did a, a little bit higher, uh, in the percentile wise of, of three cones. Some but, discrepancy. That's no, the no, biggest no, 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 no. I'm, sa- I'm saying normally, I'm saying normally, <laughs> okay, normally. yeah, you'll have a little bit of discrepancy and, and this, yeah, no, this is absolutely freakish. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this where <laughs> unless he actually hurt himself on the 20 yard shuttle, 
how do you go from like the 99th percentile in three cone to the one percentile in, in, well, in shuttle? It's it's totally yeah. Nuts. They they do the they do the 20 yard shuttle first, and then it's the three cones the last thing you do. So how? <laughs> I mean, what? It doesn't make like, sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all because it's just – it does the, the numbers don't match up. So – and, again, I, I feel like there's kind of a little bit of, of that going on, you know? It's like oh, it's yeah. just yeah. a lot of that sort of, uh, uh, you know, numbers that don't seem to add up or make, make sense within each other. And, and, I, and I can only – the only thing I can think of is what we discussed, the, the timing of this, the scheduling of all this – must have had a pretty serious effect on them. I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, it can't be, uh, it can't be a good situation for them to be running three cones at midnight, you know. So, I, I well, the good thing is we're going to have these pro days coming up, and that should help us kind of verify stuff. So, if Jalen Rager, like for example, we're going to get to him. He ran a seven no. five three cone, whatever. If he goes to his pro day and he runs a seven flat. I think we can maybe assume that the schedule had part of, you know, maybe part of the reason why some of these guys struggled. Um, but it was interesting. Let's get back to Mims yeah. because uh, fantastic senior bowl was probably the best receiver there. Goes to the combine and just puts on a show. I mean, this is a guy now who I think you can t- talk yourself into as a maybe a late first round pick. And, you know, before the even the senior bowl, we were talking about this guy as, you know, maybe somebody who can get late day two. Maybe he slides early day three. Uh, what a day for Mims. Yeah, I mean he's having kind of a an Aaron Donald esque off uh, you know draft yeah. season, right? He goes to the Senior Bowl, dominates there. Uh, you know, I think people liked him a lot before then. They they liked his tape, uh, and then he goes to, to Senior Bowl, dominates there. That that's a that's another check mark. Check mark, right? Goes to the mm-hmm. combine, completely blows the. I mean, you know, say what you will about the twenty yard shuttle, the rest of that is unbelievable. And, and, it's all in the 90th percentile. Yeah, so every single and one. Of I think that you know absolutely blows away the combine. Uh, you know, I think for for a guy like Mims, uh, his his draft stock is is skyrocketing right now in in a class that is chock full of of wide receiver sure. talent. I mean, we we're not even going to have time on the pod to talk about all the wide receiver talent that no. showed up. So yeah, but I mean, it's a very impressive day for him. Uh, it is worth noting um, the Cowboys did not meet with Denzel Mims at the Combine um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, they only have 45 formal interviews this year, uh, so you have to kind of pick and choose who you're going to see. Uh, but the other thing is Mims is eligible for Dallas Day, so the Cowboys are going to get a chance to meet with him and visit with him and uh, talk to him and even work him out uh, there at the star. So somebody the Cowboys will probably have at least somewhat interest in. Uh, another guy that the Cowboys did meet with at the Combine is Michael Pittman, who had himself quite a day as well. Uh, four five two in the forty yard dash. That's great for him at six four two twenty three. Uh, but it was the rest of the stuff that was impressive to me. Thirty six and a half inch vertical, one twenty one on the broad, six nine six on the three cone, and then four one four on the twenty yard shuttle. What did you think of Pittman's day? Uh, I mean, just incredibly impressive. I mean, I, I think the thing about it is. That was shocking to me, and, and, and I had spoken to you about a little bit uh, since we got on before we started recording, is that, I mean, as someone who has not really watched Pittman yet, I mean, I've seen I've seen you know, highlight videos, I haven't watched any, you know, coaches mm-hmm. tape yet. It's shocking to me that this kind of athlete exists uh, and, and is kind of not getting a ton of hype. I mean, he is like, he's he's got 
NFL pedigree. He went to USC. Yep. He uh, is putting up numbers like a first-round wide receiver at the Combine. Uh, it's shocking to me that he isn't um, getting a lot more buzz, I guess, is, is what I'm, I'm getting at. Well, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think the Cowboy fans are getting a little bit more uh, used to seeing him because you have some sure. guys that have kind of stood on the table for him. Jeff Cavanaugh, Jonah Tolles. Uh, I've talked about him a little bit, but the national perception yeah. of Michael Pittman hasn't quite caught. No, up. yeah, and the whole the whole uh, context of of guys like uh, uh, you know, Kavanaugh and 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 Dane getting on to the, uh, those onto Pittman is that you know, hey, this is a this is a guy you know that's a little bit further down on this list of wide receivers that we mm-hmm. kind of like. It's not like, hey, he's my favorite one of the bunch, or you know, he's my number right. one wide receiver, and and not that he needs to be in the conversation with that. I'm just saying that it's. It's really crazy that there's a, a wide receiver who has, like I said, that combination of pedigree, production, big school, and athleticism, and he is getting only the level of kind of buzz that he is getting, which is, you know, I mean, fifth, fourth, fifth or sixth of, on, on the list of wide receivers. You oh, know, yeah. it's like if if not even lower. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that uh, if you do a, a draft network mock draft. Pretty routinely, he's there for you at pick 81. Yeah. Not in the second round, but late totally. third round. So, yeah, I mean, I would be shocked, I think, if he gets to that point. Like, I think he's probably going to go somewhere between picks 50 and 75. But it, I, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets there at 81. But it, it feels like his range is maybe a little bit above that. Probably. Um, next guy, we got to talk about your favorite player in the draft, Henry Ruggs. <laughs> uh, didn't do all the drills because he actually hurt his quad. After running a 4.27 40-yard dash, 42-inch vertical, 131 broad, uh, d- does it make you nervous that Ruggs, you know, had to pull up after the the 40-yard dash and he kind of hurt himself? Does does that give you some flashbacks of John Ross, Will Fuller? No, because those guys had all kinds of injuries before all that, and this was like it, that was inevitable. Uh, you know, I mean, I think you're asking. Uh, uh, football player to push it as hard it's 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 sort of like you know it's funny because the 40 yard dash is like the equivalent of of it in the in like strength conditioning is like do it it's like doing a max you know it's like yeah you you don't ask the bench guys to do that you you ask them to do two you know multiple reps of 225 right so yeah i I, I think there's something about making these guys go as fast as they can for their money (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I, I was trying to yep. explain it to my wife last night when we were having dinner. I was like, you know, she's not a football person at all. She understands what the combine is. But I was like, you know, imagine being 20 years old uh, and, and at a job interview at 1130 at night and having to mm-hmm. run as fast as you can. And for every tenth of a second that you get added to your time, you lose a hundred thousand dollars, you know, or two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's even a little. It's even a little different in Ruggs' case because everybody was watching the combine yeah, for him yeah. specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was. He everybody asked him all week long. Are you going to beat John Ross's record? Are you going to beat John? Are you going to run in the four twos? So I think he probably was pushing himself a little. Well, bit. Well, and also a little bit. If harder. you look at the four two seven run, I mean, everyone commented about how he he cruised. You know, like, easy, yeah, like, easy it, speed, it was easy yeah. speed. It wasn't like he was pushing it. 
So yeah, he could run. He could run a four three zero all. Oh, day easy. Long no, I'm gonna sleep. Yeah. I, and I think that's the thing is that he saw that he had a four two seven. He's like, okay, uh, I mean, to beat this thing, I'm really gonna have to push it. And you know, I think he kicked himself up into a gear that, you know, can hurt yourself. Yeah, you know, I, I just think yeah. that you know, I just think that it's not the same thing. At, I mean, how many hamstring issues did he have in, in college playing football? You know, I don't think any. I, he did get hurt in the last game of the season, but I don't think it was. Yeah, major. and so that's my point: is that this is not a guy who's yeah. like regularly have dealing with this. This is a situation where you guys, we're all asking him to run fast, like he's in a freak show. You know, and, and this isn't even really related to football. It's more, uh, you know, they've moved a, a freaking combine to prime time so they can watch guys like Henry Ruggs run fast in yeah. front of a, a millions of people. So. Yeah, I'm not really concerned about it because it, it's not an uh, ongoing thing. And if anything, one of the things about Ruggs that I like is how different he is than John Ross and all those guys. He's he's a much better with his hands, much better re- like just general receiver, and he you know is bigger and doesn't seem to deal with a lot of those kind of nagging lower body injuries. I I, mm-hmm. I I I look at this as the exception to the rule, and not like I did with Ross, where I predicted that he was going to you know hurt his hamstring yeah. running that thing all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk about a couple more of these receivers including tcu's jalen rager if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle Krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft if you want to know who your favorite nfl team should be adding to its roster you need to check out locked on nfl scouting available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct. So they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code NFL, just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, um, this this is going to be a tough conversation here. I'm obviously a big Jalen <laughs> so Rager you're fan. You're going to have a hard time doing this without holding back tears? Is that what yeah, you're I'm going <laughs> to... All right, let, let's do it. So let's start with the 40. Okay. He was telling people all week that he was going to challenge Henry Ruggs. Uh, he was going to run in the 4-2s. Uh, that didn't happen. He ran a 4-4-7. I think people now are saying that's a bad time, and I want you kind of put that in perspective. That's still a 4-4-7, right? That's still one of the fastest receivers in this class. 
there's nothing to be upset at, up with that time, right? At 206 pounds running a 447. Let's just take it. Let's, let's, let's dissect that part first. I, I mean, I think it depends on what you're talking about, though. Like, because you're right. Uh, in a vacuum, 447 is not a terrible time by any stretch of the imagination for an NFL wide receiver. It's up. Especially at that weight, though. At 206, is, I mean, think about it. That's what? 20 pounds heavier than rugs? Yeah. Um,. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, like, I don't know how valuable that weight is. I guess the thing is, is that I would rather have the speed than the weight. I guess is where I'm going, with, especially with, with the way. And you might be right. You might especially be right. with Rager's game, I guess is, is what I'm saying. Okay. So I think what's concerning is, is watching Rager's game and watching his tape and then seeing him run a 447. Because I, I feel like a large portion of what his game is based off is speed. So. For him to, do you think he added weight for the combine to try to get to yes. two hundred five? Yes. Yeah, I, I kind of have the same feeling. I, I, I'm guessing he played at like one ninety five during the season. Yeah, and I think that he he probably shouldn't play at two hundred six. You know, I I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I probably agree. I, yeah. I would probably I wouldn't be surprised at all if he, I because mean, these look like running like if just go to his page and look at the numbers. Okay, and, and tell me yeah, it's a it's a forty two inch vertical. And, and, it's a one thirty eight broad. Yeah. Look at look, and then it gets scary. look at all those numbers and tell me that those aren't running back numbers. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a it looks like a first round pick at running so back. Those type. My of point is, is that I think he needs to lose the weight. I think he and and get the speed back. That's just a bigger, better part of his game. I, I think mm-hmm. you know what makes him intriguing to me as a second rounder. You know was. You know he has it hurts my heart. When I, you say I mean, that. I mean, what are you? I mean, what are you, <laughs> dude? He came out and he ran a four four seven, and he's a speed receiver, and he's under six feet. Like the the idea of run, of going at seventeen, I think, unless he goes back at, at TCU and runs, you know, kind of closer. Again, four. I don't think he should go. I don't think he should be at seventeen. Like I don't four think four seven is fine, but the problem is, is sure. that we all expected him to run a four three. Like and that's not just because he mm-hmm. told us that. That's because we watched the tape and saw the player and 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 thought that this is a four three athlete. And maybe he is a four three athlete. And this is just like you said, a bad situation where he's trying to put on weight to show teams that he can you know play bigger and that sort of thing, right? But until we see that, like now I'm confused by what I'm seeing in ta- on tape. And the three cone and twenty yards. I mean, I don't even know what to do with those. You know, like it's it, it, that really. Uh, I, I mean, it's 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 one thing to have like, oh, okay, that's not as good a time as you expected. The four four seven versus what we compared, what we thought it would be, is not nearly as bad as the three cone and twenty yard shuttle versus what we thought those would be. I would agree. Yeah, and that's that's my concern. Is you know, when you run, you know a. Two, two percentile three cone and a five percentile 20 yard shuttle i have serious concerns about how you can change direction but when i watch them on tape i don't and you can see that on punt returns and sometimes when they throw screens to yeah them. and that's what makes me feel like it, more than anything I, I it wasn't wrong on the type of player that he is i i didn't anticipate him gaining maybe as much weight as he did yeah i i i i'm basically putting his grade in amber and then I'm going to wait and to see what he does at his TCU uh, pro day. I agree. Because I'm, I'm yeah. not going to knock him for this. I'm just not going to elevate him at all for this either. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I, I would almost put it like an incomplete now. We need some more information. Yeah, absolutely. I, I need to hear what absolutely. happened. Absolutely. That's how I feel too. All right. 
Let, let's get through a couple more receivers and we'll move to tight ends. Uh, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. I thought uh, we were going to get through, t- I thought we were gonna get through some wide receivers before we got through t- some tight ends. <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> this might be my tight end one in this class. Uh, Chase Claypool, 6'4", 238, 32-inch arms, 10-inch hands, uh, ran a 4'4", 240-yard dash. Uh, they, they tweeted out yesterday the list of receivers or the list of yeah. players to run uh, a 4 Four three or less at 230 pounds was Calvin Johnson and Clay Chapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pretty fascinating. 40 and a half inch vertical, 126 broad. Didn't do any of the shuttles. And with the times that we saw yesterday, it's probably better just to not put anything on there and just assume you're average. Um, Claypool, I'm thinking he might actually have a chance to move the tight end, right? And that considering this class, it wouldn't be a surprise to see him go maybe in the top 125 picks, right? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I yeah, I, I, it's that is such a crazy athletic profile. Like, I mean, I, I mean, if he, it's so rare. Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess really, it's and he's going to be one of these players that I think it's going to be like difficult to parse exactly, uh, you know, what where his stock is going to be because I mean, mm-hmm. honest to God, I, I think he could end up being a tight end. Um, yeah. I mean, so I, I just, yeah, I mean, it, I just, I guess I'll just point out just incredible numbers, incredible, uh, workout, very, very intriguing athlete. Um, clearly, you know, I've seen, I've seen when, when I saw his name kicked around, I, I went and watched a little bit of him and not, you know, just, uh, broadcast tape, not, not coaches tape or whatever. Uh, and he definitely, looks like a tight end when he's running around out there. He's massive. He's massive. Yeah. I, I just don't know, like, I feel like his draft stock is going to be such a wide window, right? Because you just yeah. don't yeah. know yeah. what teams are viewing him as. You don't know what teams are, where they're ranking him. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a guy that is, you know, in, in a class that's got all basically everything you want in it at wide receiver – He's going to be a real wild card, you know. I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly where he lands and what what the people plan to do with with him once that he gets uh, he gets drafted. We do see this every once in a while in the NFL, where if a player breaks out, you know, in the NFL like a Darren Waller in the next draft, it'll sometimes overcorrect. Right? I can see teams thinking, "Hey, this is the next Darren Waller. We need to draft him in the second round, third round." Uh, he's got the same type of athleticism. We can make him into a tight end. That might be a little rich, um, but I can I can understand why there's some appeal there, especially when you compare him to, you know, some of these other tight ends. And let's get to some of those guys now. Um, who do you want to start with? Uh, do you want to start oh, with your guy yeah. Hunter Bryant? Uh, do you want to start with with my guy Stephen Sullivan at LSU? Uh, you want to start Albert O, who ran a four four nine? After watching his tape, he looks like a four eight guy. Uh, where would you like to begin? Uh, yeah, I guess we should start with my guy first. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, it's, it's, it's frustrating because he, I assumed that he would, uh, you know, do a lot better. I mean, specifically in the 40, um, Hunter, Hunter Bryant. Bryant, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I yep. make, sure that, make that clear. Um, <clears throat> I just think he generally did not perform at the, at the rate. And, and I also wonder if. Uh, you know, honestly, now that I, I haven't really put this together, but he kind of got the Rager workout. 
right? Yeah, I think he did. And I think that almost the same thing exactly. happened. There. I bet you he played at 240 during the yep. season. Maybe even a little less than yeah, that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. And I think that uh, you know it added a tenth of a second to what I assumed his 40 would be. Um, the the three cone was good. He has, a, and that's that's good because that's what you see on tape. You see a guy that can change direction really quick. Now the twenty yard shuttle was not good, <laughs> and so again, it makes no again, sense. It doesn't make any sense at all, and so I, I don't understand it. But I mean, seven oh eight at two hundred and fifty pounds, essentially, uh, that that'll do, pig. Uh, and and, yep. and you know, I think he he that that matches up with his game. To, to a certain degree. I don't know that yep. the 474 40 does. Uh, I, you know, I, the vertical jump was even a little bit surprising to me. I thought he would get a little bit for, I, I just imagined a much more explosive athlete than, than what we saw. Uh, it's, and, and I, I actually think this might be good for Hunter Bryant, to be honest, because I think he won't get artificially pushed he, up now. That's for correct. sure. I think, I think he's going to get drafted in the same range that, those tight ends normally get drafted, right? Jordan Reed was a fourth-round pick. Aaron Hernandez was a fourth-round pick. Trey Burton was a sixth-round pick. Lance Kendricks was a late-round pick. Those kind of guys typically go early day three. I think that's where Hunter Bryant might go when you have some of his injury concerns as well. And that's fine. Like, if that's the guy the Cowboys get in the fourth round, I I would love that. I mean, even the third round. I mean, that's that's a better spot for him. But I think... I think there was a little bit too many concerns, maybe at fifty-one. But now I think this his range is probably going to be make me feel more comfortable. Yep, I agree. All right, let's get to Cole Komet. And as we're sitting here, I I, I just came up with a perfect uh, analogy for Cole Komet. I'll give you his numbers first: four seven in the forty at six six two sixty two, thirty seven inch vertical, one twenty three broad, but a three cone of seven four four in a twenty yard shuttle of four four one. Uh, do you remember those etch a sketch toys? Of course, yeah. Landon? Yeah, yeah. You remember you can you can draw a straight line really fast. Oh yeah. If you need to make any kind of turn, <laughs> it's, it takes some more detail, or it takes you a long time to get it to go the right way. That's Cole Komet. He's an etch a sketch. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's that's a good comparison. I mean, it, and, and you know, look, that's what we saw on tape too. Is is a guy who is big. Uh, can move in a straight line, gets off the line, you know, fine. That's why you see his his broads and everything like that is are all pretty good. Um, I, I think really what you what you know, this was one of the the uh, uh, you know performances, the athletic workouts that I felt like really matched up exactly with what you saw on tape. You know, exactly. Very, really, really struggles to change direction. Um, you know, really, really. Uh, is explosive off the line and, and is fast with, for such a big guy, but is not uh, 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 a sideline. To, well, I guess that's not the way to say it, but not a uh, agile. He's athlete. not going to make guys miss. Yeah, in the open exactly. Field. Yeah. yeah, and he's and he's he's. I mean, he may be a, a sneaky good route runner, but he's not explosive. You know, making cuts and that sort of thing. So. Uh, I guess that all of that makes makes sense as far as his workout goes. Uh, I you know I, I don't know that this does anything for his his draft. I don't stock. think it, it just confirms anything. everything. Well, where did you, where did you feel comfortable taking him before? Because I know you weren't the biggest fan. Like, is the third round the right spot? for Yeah, him? I'd be comfortable with him in the third round. I okay. mean, I don't necessarily want this kind of tight end anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that's our, that's kind of our and, thing, right? We want somebody who's a little bit more versatile. I don't know how much different he is than like Blake Jarwin. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so I would I would rather almost have a different type of of tight end than like continue to go through this, these mm-hmm. kind of guys. Um, the last tight end that I'm going to mention, uh, Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. Uh, he's a different type of tight end. Six five, two forty three, uh, four seven three in the forty. Uh, Seven four one in the three cone and four three seven in the twenty yard shuttle. Uh, then you, when you combine his jumps, uh, he didn't have a single thing that tested in the forty five percentile or better. Just a very below average athlete at a below average size. Um, what do you think of Harrison Bryant in his combine performance? It's not great, Bob. Uh, no, it's you not. Know, I mean, it's coming in and perform like that is, uh, you know, like I said. When you're Florida Atlantic's not necessarily a small school, but it certainly is not you know like you know no. the major conference necessarily, and uh, you know for him to come in and kind of perform as a you know average athlete when At best, when yeah. when you're hoping for a field stretcher you know mismatch guy. You know, we got to see something in your athletic profile that makes you look exceptional or, or, or makes me think that I can exploit that, you know, ability to make you a great route runner or something, right? And I, I, I mean, yeah. no, nothing in that this testing kind of does that. So I really wonder, mm-hmm. like, exactly. What, I don't know what you do yeah, with Yeah, and I, I really wonder. I'm surprised. Like, is this like a, a lack of preparation? Like, seriously, it just it seems. It seems Maybe. odd because it doesn't really match up what you see on tape with this guy. Yeah, I, there's one more tight end I wanted to mention, um, Adam Troutman, who oh, yeah. I kind of remember that you actually liked quite a bit when we did our film study of Comet Harrison or Hunter Bryant and Troutman. Uh, the forty wasn't great, four eight zero at six five two fifty five. The jumps were okay, 34 and a half inches, one fourteen on the broad jump, but the three cone of six seven eight, uh, absolutely fantastic, one of the best in the entire day. Um, what do those numbers mean to you in terms of Troutman? I mean, does does a long speed concern you, or is it made up with the, the change of direction skills? Well, again, I mean, I think if you're looking at what, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the change of direction skills are, I mean, six, seven, eight at two fifty five is elite. It's incredible. Like that's yeah, elite. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not as concerned about that four eight part because he is a legit six five two fifty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that with that three cone, that makes me. This makes me excited about Troutman. I mean, this is not a bad. This this is not bad numbers for Troutman, as far as I'm concerned, uh, because he's a big guy, you know. Um, now I, I still have concerns about, um, uh, you know, how he's going to mix it up with with NFL players because I mean, he's playing at Dayton last year, but I, yeah. I, I, the four A doesn't bother me, like because again, that six seven eight is so good. You know, I'm not necessarily. I mean, I still think a four eight when you're six five two fifty five is enough that you can get up the field, up the seam, especially if against a team that's not expecting it. And a six seven eight means that you can easily get away from linebackers and safeties, uh, or at least enough that you, with your size that you can get open and flash open on underneath routes. So, uh, I think this is pretty good. You know, indication of what you see on tape from this guy. You know, he's not. He's not going to pull away from you once he has the ball, uh, but I think he can get open with his athleticism, and because he could, I mean, he's a basketball player, right? Like he because he yeah, can move yeah. in such great short area bursts, 
all it takes is him flashing open with that size once, Dak, Dak or whoever is going to get the ball to him without any problem. He had the kind of day that I was thinking maybe Hunter Bryant would have. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't convinced Hunter Bryant was going to run really fast, but I, I thought he would dominate the the shuttles and the, the drills. I mean, I, I'm more open, I think, now to taking Troutman over some of these other guys like uh, a Harrison Bryant or a Jared Pinckney, who I know the Cowboys like, who ran a 5-0 flat at 255. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's pretty, that is pretty terrible. Bad. You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch the offensive linemen today. There's gonna be several offensive linemen at 315 pounds that run a faster 40 than Jared Pigney. So, uh, just a, a weird, weird day for the tight ends. Uh, luckily, we have a lot of pro days coming up over the next month. It'll maybe help us sort this out a little bit more. We'll go back to the tape and watch these guys again and see if the numbers match up to what we saw in Indianapolis. Uh, but a but a fun day uh, in day one of the 2020 scouting combine. Again, we get offensive linemen and running backs today. Two positions that don't matter, right, Landon? <laughs> God, uh, and then we'll get some defensive guys starting on Saturday afternoon into Sunday. It's going to be a fun weekend. We'll make sure to recap it all next week on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, make sure you are following Landon at McCoolBCB. Follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.